Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. Another new show for you. Another week here. Big holiday weekend coming up for you. We'll be talking to our headliner, Maher Mata, in a matter of moments. But I think uh, first we'll do as we usually do. And that's Rundown, the week ahead officially for you here, uh, starting this Wednesday, the 24th of May, with Open Mic Night at 7.30 p.m. That's right, Open Mic. I always say some professionals, some amateurs, all doing short sets. It's always a good time at Open Mic Night, and that's Wednesday night for you. And then our headliner, Meher Mata, comes in for three shows over the course of three days, uh, Thursday the 25th at 7.30 p.m., Friday the 26th at 7.15 p.m., and Saturday the 27th at 7 p.m. So that's one show per night each night for the holiday weekend. You know, a lot of folks go away. They do uh, summer stuff as summer starts here in the Midwest. They go do that. And so uh, we run uh, a couple of less shows for you. But they're going to be good ones because Meher is awesome. You'll hear from him in just a couple of minutes. And I'm very proud to say that uh, two of my former students are opening those shows. So uh, you've got the lovely and talented Ann Duke as your MC, and Dan Britton as your feature. So Dan, uh, I don't know if Dan's been on the show or not. I'm thinking Tom might have interviewed Dan, but Dan's a good dude. Funny guy, improv background. Uh, likable, funniest dudes you'll ever see is Dan Britton. Off stage too. Dan's great. So uh, come out to that show. And Duke, Dan Britton, and Maher. So come on out for that. We'll talk more about Maher. And to him in just one second. But uh, for those of you that came out to the Josh Wolf Show's this past week, when we want to thank you, we had five packed shows. That means almost 2,000 people came through the doors of the Comedy Castle in uh, the past uh, three days, I guess, as I record this, four days, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, just fun shows, man. Josh uh, had not been at our club before, but he will almost certainly be back. Uh, he brought his son Jacob to be his MC, and Jack Snodgrass, who uh, another guy I had never met and never seen from Chicago, came in and did a great job as a feature. Spent a lot of time talking to Jack about professional wrestling because he's a fan of that as well. <laughs> uh, but really fun weekend, and of course Layla, who uh, didn't get to talk to Josh. On the show, if you listened last week, she came in and, and, and did the little wrap up bit with me. Uh, she got uh, not only did she get a personal one on one visit with Josh Wolf. She also got a Josh Wolf T-shirt as a gift from Josh and her and her friends had a great time. Oh, and the mushroom show. That was different. <laughs> Late show Friday, Josh Wolf on mushrooms. Can't say I've seen anything like it. I I would say it was actually 90% the same show that Josh might have done. But the 10% that was different was very different. 
So, uh, yeah, I really got to give it up to, to Josh and those guys. Great shows last week. And we'll have some more great ones this week. Uh, let's tell you a little bit about uh, Meher Mata before we introduce him to you. Um, you'll hear in this interview when I say he was new to me and yet not you know, new to Michigan as a Michigan comic. And yet that is because his job has moved him around the country. And we'll talk about a one of his former jobs uh, as a state trooper. You'll you'll hear that. Uh, you know, he, he was born in Lebanon, grew up in the South. You'll hear some of those stories. And of course, in his standup as well, he has some really hilarious uh, jokes about being the fish out of water down South. Um, he'll tell us about doing comedy in Arabic, which is something he's done and how that worked or maybe didn't work. <laughs> and coincidentally, I ran into Meher once. On the mean sh- in the, <laughs> the mean streets and <laughs> the uh, what's the good way to say it? Uh, let's just say it was a crowded holiday weekend. Oh, how was holiday weekend? It was a holiday shopping season at Target, and we ran into each other, and we talk about what happened then. But uh, really, one of the one of the good guys, one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to hear. Uh, relatively, and I would say even looking at the entire uh, show with the openers and everything, relatively clean a comedy show. I wouldn't say it's squeaky clean, no swearing or anything, but I think uh, if you were trying to pick a show where uh, you could bring grandma, you could bring teenagers and not be embarrassed to have them with you. I say teenagers being... 18 and over because the club is 18 and over. But if parents and kids wanted to attend a show together, uh, this would be a good one to come to. Um, and like I said, Meher is so funny. Uh, you're going to hear from him right now. I should just shut up. Shouldn't I just shut up? I should just shut up. Let's play the interview. Let's bring in Meher. You guys will get to meet him. And then we'll talk a little bit after that. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to have on the phone with me this weekend's headliner, Meher Mata. Welcome to the Comedy Castle podcast. Thank you so much, man. Oh, I appreciate you having me. This yeah, is exciting. I'm so excited about the weekend. It's it's great. And you said uh, to me in setting up this interview, let's do this in person. And I said, we can't do it in person. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I got too fired up, didn't I? I, you, tend, to, I, t- I tend to try to friend people too fast. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here's the thing. You... you uh, <laughs> said you probably in your mind this is what i'm i'm gonna make and it's an honest mistake that you made not yeah. even a mistake this is what yeah. you should assume that there right. is a state-of-the-art comedy castle podcast studio that's right that exists that's right. somewhere in the bowels of the yeah like Mark you were gonna Rudy's open a basement comedy a basement castle door podcast. a basement door and go come on in <laughs> Well, imagine that basement door in my house, and then you're pretty much... (laughs) That's right. A little closer to that. But I said, you know what? We'll just do it on the phone anyway, because with schedules, it's so tough to... We could have... I could have taken my equipment to the club and done something there, but, you know, with everybody's schedule, I know you got a family, you're touring. We had a super busy weekend last weekend and everything at the club, so we'll do it this way. This is awesome. Thank you. And then we'll see each other... This week on Thursday. Yeah, yeah for sure. All I'm right. excited, man. Oh, it's going to be so much fun to have you there because first headlining a weekend at the Comedy Castle. 
That's right. Yeah. So I got to feature there a couple of times, once for a very funny Robert Mack out of DC and yeah. then once for Erica Rhodes out of California. And it was a blast, man. So yeah. I'm really, really thrilled to be back on the stage as a headliner. Because you've, uh, how long have you been on the Michigan comedy scene? Well, we moved here summer of 21. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years now. I can't believe it's already been two years and we're moving this summer uh, for work. And so it's been, I mean, Michigan's been really welcoming. The comics have been awesome. And, you know, everybody knows about the palace and, uh, excuse me, the castle. Why did I say palace? <laughs> well, there's the palace yeah. in Auburn Hills, which no well, longer there's stands. Well, there's also, when, when I lived in San Diego, there was a comedy palace. Oh, in interesting. So is, everybody is, talks about. Is the sorry, palace bigger than the castle? No, the more, castle no. is bigger. Yes. The castle is bigger. <laughs> but but the, 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 the palace Palace and Castle. You see what happened there? I, I get that. Yes. <laughs> well, but but you know, it's funny. I like when I first moved here. I had heard so much about the castle, and I did some homework on it. And I was like, man, it would be really cool to get into that club. It seems like such a respected club. And then, sure enough, we moved really just a few miles north of it. Mm -hmm. So when I first looked at it, I was like, man, this place is really close. I can't wait to see it. And then um, it worked out perfectly to get in there to feature and now to headline. Yeah, because I remember seeing you uh, on stage for the first time and yeah. going, okay, and this guy's really funny. And then I'm talking to you, and you're like, oh, I live here. I'm like, wait a minute. How have yeah. you been this good in Michigan? Yeah. And I didn't know of you. I've been here for 25 years doing comedy and working at the club. And so sure enough, you started your comedy career elsewhere. Yeah, I did. And that's very nice of you to say, yeah. by the way. But yeah. yes, I did. My, the first time I ever got on stage was in Bristol, Virginia, because, you know, I grew up in Tennessee. Okay. And and uh, Bristol, Virginia was the first place that there was a comedy uh, comedy zone, a pop-up comedy mm -hmm. zone. And that was the first time I got on stage. So, you know, it's been this sort of a Southern thing. I lived in San Diego for a while, and that was a lot of fun. And East Coast, West Coast, and now Midwest. Yeah, well, you're, this is your way to, uh, you know, make a name all over the country. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I heard a comic once say, on an interview or something, they said, you know, if you can make Midwest crowds laugh, then yeah. you're doing pretty good. I, I don't know so. what the, I don't know what he meant by that, but I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Are Midwest crowds tougher than other places? I, I don't really know, I don't know. that that's I the think, case. I think everybody just says that based on where they're from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, when I was touring, um, I always found places with a real, like, strong local identity to be tough. Uh -huh. Uh, mm. At least with my style, they they always yeah. they kind of view you as an outsider and they're skeptical. Right. They're right, skeptical right. that, you know, like especially like being uh, from Michigan, you go to Ohio to do comedy and they're yeah. they're skeptical right away. I, I stopped having them introduce me as being from Detroit or Michigan, really? literally just to not have that hanging over my head. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also look at places like New York, L.A. and Vegas and play you know, those big those three big ones in particular are so tourist heavy yeah. that the comedy clubs are just absolutely full of, of, of people visiting. They want to go to that comedy club that they've seen on you know TV mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. So that's a little bit different too. Yeah. But I think that, I think what that comic was saying was, you know, uh, the Midwest is locals. And if you can make them laugh they're they're they came out to that club for a particular reason. Whereas the touristy action you see in New York and Vegas. Yeah. They, they're just happy to be there. Whereas absolutely you know, <laughs> comedy castle people, they might be there three, four weeks a year sometimes. You know, it's, yeah, that's yeah. And, uh, everybody I've talked to after, after your shows there, like they're like, yeah, we come out here twice, three, just like you said, three, yeah. four times a year. And they, they love it. They love it. Yeah. Well, and they see lots of people. So if you're good, yeah. the comedy castle means you're good. Cause they see lots of people. 
That's right. Those are That's fans. Right. We love them yeah. for that. Anyway, so getting back into you, your comedy uh, journey. Uh, mm-hmm. So, comedy zone people, do they like you? Is that do they because t- they got lots for people that don't know uh, the way getting booked at a comedy club is. This comedy zone company has lots of clubs. All usually yeah, in, the, they do. in the southeast for the most part. And if you can they get do. in with them, you're doing really well. I, it's kind of weird for me because I, I barely touched the comedy zone. And it was really, it's, a, it's kind of a weird story, but there was an MC that I befriended. But when I, he was the first comic that I knew. And sh- his name was Shane. He just died last year. I was really, really sad about that. Oh, but right. Shane, Shane said, I, I approached him. I said, Shane, I want, I've never done this before. I want, I want to try stand-up. <laughs> and he said, okay. Well, I said, you know, here in Bristol, Virginia, Bristol, Tennessee, there's not a lot of mics, but yeah. this, is, this is a club. He said, so why don't you come back next Saturday and I will kind of, we'll sit at the bar, we'll talk about comedy, kind of talk to you a little bit about it. And then next Saturday, the following Saturday, yeah. you'll, you'll come and do a guest spot. And I did that. <laughs> and wow. and uh, yeah, Shane kind of took me under his wing and he said, listen, come up here every Saturday. Just keep doing yeah. guest spots as long as, as long as the headliner's okay with it, which they usually are. Yeah. Come and do it. Right. And so and so Shane built my confidence up. And eventually I just kept going every Saturday. <laughs> Shane, Shane said, uh, listen, I need I need someone to MC. I'm going to be out of town. Do you want to do that? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, it was like so cool to do that. And then he would MC the uh, shows in Johnson City, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which has a comedy zone. I think it's still there. I'm not sure. Yeah. And so those were my only two intros to the comedy. Yeah. Concert. Wow. Yeah. And then I moved um, somewhere. Then I moved to Central Virginia, Richmond. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, that's a nice, I, I, I want to say it's a shortcut, but I guess it's not. I mean, if you can go in and, you know, sometimes uh, you got to earn your way into the big club, you know, you, yeah. you, you kind of, yeah. but, but I guess Tennessee with a smaller comedy scene, maybe it was yeah. easier to break through than like Chicago or Detroit or something. Right. And you know, what was tough too, was going from, oh man, this is cool. Every time I come up here, there's a crowd. This is great. I, this is, this must be what comedy is all about. But then when I moved to Richmond, Virginia, I was like, oh, I have to start at open mics. Yeah. So I started going into open mics and I go, gosh, this is different. Yeah, Shane's different, not here. Man. Yeah. You know, uh, there's not a feature and a headliner mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, talk to them about it, comedy. And but anyway. Yeah. You get all the crazy people in that town are at that open mic. That's right. hoping that's to right. be stars. That's pretty that's much. That's right. That's right. You can learn a lot from an open mic, though. I think you some can, people kind man. of. You can learn a lot from those, man. Well, I always explain it this way to people. My, like, I teach comedy class, right? So I'm teaching fans comedy mm-hmm. class. And I say to them, I say, the paying audiences are the best audiences. They're the ones that are going to yep. laugh. They got something invested. They got skin in the game. They paid their money. They want to have right. a good time. Open mic, they show up. They don't know who you are. They're skeptical. You know, yep. maybe they're here to see their friend who's... You know, right. number 13 and you're the third person on and they're bored. <laughs> whoever went before you, it's it's kind of tough. It is tough. Yeah, it, it's really tough. And then you have to face the fact that a lot of them, not all of them <laughs> are often ju- are often just comics. Yeah. And but the fact of the matter is when you when you're trying to get to know the, the scene in any city, that's where you have to start, because yeah. those comics can tell you, hey, go to this room, go to that right. room. Come, you know, it's it's um, it quickly becomes a. I hate, I hate when companies like, I hate when you join Sprint or Verizon or something. Mm-hmm. They say, welcome to the family. I hate yeah. when they say that. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's such a corny saying. But anyway, in the comedy thing, it is kind of like a family because suddenly, you know, you're taken in by these guys and gals that are that are all over the comedy scene. Yeah. 
yeah, well, that's nice. And they uh, they take you uh, under their wing a little bit. And then that's sort of a, a nice endorsement. But again, like when we saw you, I say we like the guys work at the club with me. Uh, yeah. When we saw you for the first time, we were like, OK, here's a guy who's really funny. He gets it. He's uh, a nice guy, which is very helpful, I think, as you're yeah. trying to navigate this business. And uh, people go like, I want you back here. You need to yeah. come back here. And I don't know how quickly you heard it from us, but uh, that's a nice feeling when you get that. Oh, man, it really is a good feeling because you know that what you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you've got you, I, I felt like I've got some something to bring to the club. And so the club management was like, hey, man, you know, you should reach out uh, again in the future mm-hmm. and see about getting uh, more feature work or even headline work. It is a good feeling because you're like, yeah. you know what, man? Maybe I can maybe I can actually do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Versus versus the manager going, Hey man, thanks for coming in. Look, I gotta run. <laughs> but, you know, we'll know, see you down but, the road whenever that is. We'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We'll be in we'll be in touch. Yeah. You know. Um now being in Detroit, now uh, Maher, we haven't gotten to this uh part of uh, your uh story, but yeah. being from the Middle East or being yeah. born there. Um, does having that Middle Eastern population in Michigan and Detroit in particular, does that help you to define that those people are coming out to see you? You know, not, not a lot because no. I think I, not, not a lot. I mean, there's been some support and I've done, I've done a lot of private shows. I've done some like weddings and okay, special yeah. events, special, special events and stuff. But I think with such a large Arab American community, it's not, this sounds kind of mean, but a Lebanese guy at a comedy club is not as special as, <laughs> okay. you know, they're kind of like, yeah, we, we've seen yeah. plenty of comics come through. Yeah. yeah. We know that one guy, we know that one guy out in Philly. Yeah. We've kind of seen it, been mm. there, done that. But if you, but if you're, but if you're a, you know, a Lebanese guy in a place like, uh, like Richmond or, or even DC, which, you know, you kind of stick out a little bit more. Oh, I got you. So, so it's, so, it's, it's not so much being surrounded by people who uh, are more like you being less like the people makes you stand out. In a way, yeah, yeah because okay. because but now the, the cool thing is I bring that unique perspective about being about being Lebanese American and not being from Michigan. Yeah, right. That's what's that's what's that's what's kind of worked in my favor. Yeah, that's... because every time I mention being Middle East, I'm like, oh, Michigan, Michigan. I'm like, no, man, I'm, I've never been here except <laughs> when I moved here. Right. Yeah. So um, that's worked out. Do you? I know you speak Arabic. Can you do, do you do comedy in Arabic? Is that a thing? I have there's oh, wow. a there's a really big festival called the Arab American Comedy Festival. I think they're on their 20th year really? in New York. Yeah, they do it every single year. It's a lot of fun. It's like 20 plus uh, Arab American comics from New York, from California. They're from all over, and um, they 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 wanted to do an Arabic show. They were like, you know what? Why don't we try doing one of our shows entirely yeah. in Arabic? Wow. But the tricky thing is. Not a lot of comics were seasoned at doing any in their defense. They just yeah. weren't doing any Arabic comedy. And they said, would you be, they asked me if I'd be interested. I said, sure, I can, I can try. <laughs> but the funny thing is, you know, you know, in languages, your yeah. material doesn't necessarily right. literally translate over. Yeah. So you have to end up doing sort of inside jokes more. Yeah. Uh, that, that the community would understand. And ended up, they ended up not doing it because unfortunately they couldn't find enough uh, <laughs> Arab American comics who spoke here who could perform. In right. Arabic. Put right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's like a Venn diagram. You've got the Arabic right. speaker comedians, you've got yeah. funny comedians, and right. yeah, even the the uh, the Middle Eastern comics in America, they don't speak Arabic, all of them. Right, not yeah. always. Yeah. So what I suggested was, hey, why don't we hire an interpreter to stand on stage? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we all well, come up in English. 
<laughs> just interpreted the, you know, very stiff like, like you see on the U, the UN yeah. interviews or something. But well, that's that's the, what people imagine it to be, right? As the that's uh, right, you know, the the Taliban yeah. comedy club or so, you know. That's that's right, that's right. But the but the but the um, the Arab American Comedy Festival is was my first exposure to New York City comedy, ah. and they would they would perf- they we would do the the uh, five shows, yeah, five shows mm-hmm. at Gotham. And that was a cool feeling like, yeah. oh, wow, right in front of, you know, yeah. right at right at Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Haven't been able to do it in a couple of years for one reason or another, but it's a very fun festival. Yeah. OK. Yeah, that sounds great, man. And then uh, uh, so much of your your act, your comedy uh, comes from that deep south upbringing. Yeah. And I know you tell stories that, that I mean, you could make stories up about being uh, from the south, right. being you know, right. with your background, but. I don't think you made those up. <laughs> no, I really, I really, di- I really didn't. But I will tell you this: I always tell people this. Um, I had very, very, very good experiences in the South. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's where I grew up, my friends, and that sort of thing. But usually, that, but usually, those stories came from situations w- which were all entirely true. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, man, how can you know? Just like any stand-up comic, how can I tell this on stage? And and it's funny because a lot of folks after were like, "There's no way that happened." I'm like, "Man, that's exactly what happened." Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it comes from you know, I I didn't you know storytelling about my kids, about my wife, about being married before, about my jobs, about growing up in the South, growing up in a big family. <clears throat> but I'll tell you how I try to make it work is if I'm talking about a Lebanese American father, or I'm talking about me being a father, that Lebanese American father, whatever. I always, always try to bring it back to everyone mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, yeah. everyone's got a dad. Right, everyone yeah. has a mom right. every, or had a mom or whatever, you know, and everyone has kids. So I try to not do it in a way that's like, it's only funny if you are mm-hmm. Middle Eastern, Middle sure. Eastern or whatever. And I think uh, too, people feel like they're an outsider in any, yeah. you can be an outsider in any situation. Yes. Um, you know, whether you're the white guy in the black neighborhood, the black guy in the white yeah. neighborhood, you know, the, That's the right. northerner in the south, a Michigander in Ohio, as I gave you that example you yeah. know, earlier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's very relatable. So I mean, I, I love your stuff. In fact, I was telling you before we, we recorded, but uh, I watched the whole dry bar special. You did a great job yeah. on that. I know that's a couple years old, but uh, yeah, people should check that out if they want to see more of my hair after this yeah. weekend. What what's your, what was your experience doing that thing? That seems like a big deal for comics when they get one of those. It, it was a big deal. You know, what was tricky though. I was living overseas when I did it. Oh, and I had to I had to fly to Utah. And uh, first of all, they're they're such it's such a nice production company. They they put on really good shows, and it was my first professional experience meeting with cameras and that sort of thing. But and I would tell any comic or anyone listening uh, to to the to this to be careful because when you film that, there's something about saying to yourself, "I'm filming something." Mm-hmm that that you you automatically change your you act differently yeah, right. you almost, almost like you almost like you're acting your material instead of just doing your thing mm-hmm. and i ended up i i felt like i kind of did that so uh, i i think now if i were to do it i'd be much more relaxed <laughs> i think I, was, I think i was a little too stiff when i did it but i'm proud to say man that in 2022 or 22 i can't remember 21 yeah. or 22 it was in the top 10 of their drive yeah. Well, the YouTube, so I was really, yeah, the YouTube yeah. alone's almost at a million. So you're, yeah, it was uh, a good feeling. It was a good and, feeling, man. And, like and, and yeah, it was a really good feeling. Really good feeling to 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 get that in their top ten for that year. Yeah, I mean to have that, it just uh, just as a reel for you to show people sure. what you can do. I mean, come on, right? That alone. 
Yeah, is, for sure. I'm really, 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 really thankful. Yeah. And it was a blast doing it. Oh, nice. Uh, and then uh, you talk also in that special about being a state trooper, which... That's right. I know you a little bit. I don't know if I can picture you a state trooper. Maybe that's why you're not doing it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Virginia State Police could picture me as a tr- <laughs> state trooper. <laughs> no, I, I was always really... This sounds so dorky, man. This sounds so dorky, but I was always really into traffic investigations, crash okay. investigations. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, and I, I knew that really to be to be doing that sort of thing, you have to kind of be in law enforcement. But I knew that uh, at least in Virginia, troopers there, very respected state police program, and they do traffic. That's what they yeah. do. They work on the interstates. They okay. work the big roads. And so I applied, thinking, man, this. And and had I stayed with the state mm-hmm. police. I wanted to go do like um, their crash investigation. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I get that. I thought that was so fascinating. And then I worked on ninety five and did that for a while, and I really liked it. I mean, I liked be I liked being alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, versus in an office where you're working yeah. with people. I loved being in the state police, working kind of by myself. Okay, so yeah, yeah well, because I mean, I could see Virginia. Does Virginia do their state troopers have a reputation because i know like georgia does and like ohio kind of does and, yeah virginia yeah. has a virginia really saturates their highways and and and, mm. and uh, interstates with a lot of troopers and so they have this reputation of oh man don't speed through virginia and for the longest time <laughs> for the longest time the speed limit on the interstate was 65 okay i, I don't know why it yeah. was 65 maybe because they wanted folks to go 70 but then it finally changed to 70, but for years and years and years, people were like, oh man, you know, it's only 65 on 95 going through mm-hmm. Richmond and DC, heavy population, and you can only go 65 and the troopers stop you. And But yeah, they do have a, they do have a reputation of being kind of tough because it's that 95 corridor, man, yeah. going from DC up to New York, just mm-hmm. heavy, heavy traffic. Yeah, heavy yeah, yeah. Traffic. A lot of interstate travel. Oh man, yeah, it's, right. it's very dense traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I hope you... <laughs> Got that got that out of your oh. system there. Oh, I know. By the way, one thing I used to love doing at the State Police Academy, which at the time was 35 weeks long. It was a really okay. long, intense. It was huh. a long, intense academy. I used to do impressions of the instructor. <laughs> okay. And that was that was kind of like the class of stress relief. We'd kind of go and joke. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing how humor can kind of get you even through that. Something as stressful as an you know, intense, like paramilitary type academy. Yeah, yeah. It, humor and being funny and having a good time helped us, man. Did it really? Nice. Okay. Yeah, it helped us That's a lot. Good. It helped us a lot. Did yeah, you, it was awesome. Did you have a sense of humor when it came uh, to people? Were you, uh, what, like if, if you pulled somebody over, were you ever, uh, could you laugh with them? Uh, yes, did that happen? Yes, yeah? yes for sure. A hundred percent. And there was a couple of things that I did. I, looking back, I go, ugh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> You know, there was a couple of little jokes I would make with someone on the, on the side of the interstate. Nothing inappropriate, yeah, but yeah, I definitely yeah. like, definitely like, eh, that was kind of unprofessional or something. Uh, but yeah, I used to try to always incorporate it. Because here's the thing. When someone gets in a crash or something, it'd be very stressful. For sure. So you come up and you have a sense of humor and you kind of bring that to the to the situation. It kind of helps people relax. Yeah. That's nice. And they pay, and, the, and they pay you more. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, and then uh, you talk so much about your family too, and I'm, I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know if you remember, but this is I think around last holiday time. Yeah. I was shopping in a Target store. Yes. And I I see a man who resembles Maher Mata. 
<laughs> who I know right. from the comedy castle. I see children. Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. sort of uh, so I I believe at this point I had checked out and you guys were getting something to eat if you know Target there's the yep, little cafe or the that. Starbucks there yep. and your children I, as I'm looking at you because I don't want to make a mistake I don't want to go up to some stranger thinking yeah. I know because you know that's embarrassing for me it's embarrassing yeah. for them and I see that there's children involved your children yeah. were clocking me like what is who is this crazy man yeah why is he staring at my dad your kids were very inquisitive yeah. i thought it was very adorable very <laughs> very 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 and bless their heart man they think i'm some famous guy now oh do they yeah yeah said, well i think i did <laughs> I say to them i said your dad is very funny i want you guys to know that yeah they appreciated that <laughs> yeah they, and they look exactly all three i have three boys now yeah. i didn't see the baby then okay but i have and they all look exactly like me do they really and, yeah, it's funny. They all look exactly like me, but um, yeah, they're good boys, man, and they're and they're funny too. They they're very silly, and I like being silly, and they're That's very good. silly. Well, I kind of got that vibe. I was like, look at that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, very silly boy. Had I seen you with your kids and you were yelling at them, I would have been like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything to my hair right now. <laughs> just cursing just cursing up a storm in Target. <laughs> well, look, holidays in Target, you know, you could see where that would be a thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. But your kids Although anybody, were... it's not that strange we ran into each other because anybody over 35 on a Sunday is likely at Target. <laughs> I think so. Well, I was yeah. there and you were there and uh, this weekend we'll be there. We'll be there. Comedy man. Castle, man. You got to come out. It's, you know, Memorial Day weekend and, and people that don't go to the lake, you come to the club. That's what how I look That's at right. it. And right. uh, we'll have a nice time. We got a nice we got a nice lineup, too. I'm trying to remember who's on the lineup with you. I'll put it in. The people will hear that in the intro. Yeah, the I'm outro. excited. They man. would really they excited. know better than me as I speak, but yeah, it's going to be a go. great time. So uh, come on out. See my hair. Look for you on. I also was watching some of your your little YouTube things today, which was funny too. Yeah, I'm trying to do more of those. Yeah, um, just to just to again, just to. Um, I like being silly, man. I yeah. like doing little videos, and sometimes you get good feedback on those videos. Sometimes people are just like, one time I just yesterday, someone said, "How dare!" Like basically, they said the equivalent of, "How dare you hashtag this with comedian?" This isn't. <laughs> 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 this isn't funny. So she said, she said, why did you hashtag this comedian? And my response was because I'm a radiologist. Like why? <laughs> but, well, you do open yourself up to the, those kind of comments. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, for sure. But I, I love think it. one of the things that I like from the things I watched is your personality coming out in, in, yeah. in, in everyday life and not just, yeah. you know, you know, you, when you get to the comedy stage, you're telling these stories in past tense. And when you're right. recording them, it's like they're happening right then and there. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit happening right in front of you. And it probably That's gives right. you, you know, I don't know what your process is. Probably helps you write some stuff for the stage. It does. And then yeah. people respond to it. Friends and family or just random strangers yeah. say, That's a good idea. That's funny. And you think about, okay, how can that be funny on stage? Yeah. Well, there you so, go. Well, Mahara, hoping for the best this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be entertained. I know. Hope everybody comes yes. out and sees you before you leave us because but you know here's the thing you've headlined the comedy castle and it yeah. won't be for the last time in all likelihood so you will yeah. get to come back wherever you live and yes. you'll be flying in and you'll be a hot shot you know what i mean It'll man be that'll be a blast yeah <laughs> yeah right. i can't wait all right well Mahir, thanks for talking to me dude thanks so much and look forward to this weekend all right man take care okay see ya all right well i mean uh what can I say? I mean, the guy can talk. He's charismatic. Even on the phone, even as you hear that. 
And that move of saying, ah, let's do this in person, Joel, that, that's that's the cool. As an interviewer, that's what you want to hear. And just as a guy to say, hey, let's hang out and talk. But wasn't going to happen this week. But uh, this weekend, the Comedy Castle, it goes down. Meher Mata didn't even talk about, uh, I mean, some of the stuff that's in his act. Um, we, we've only hinted at. So please go listen to him. I think, uh, and I meant to compliment uh, his timing, his delivery. If you watch the dry bar special or just, I would say if you're going to look into a, a clip of Maher, uh before the show, before you go, if you want to, if you like him, there's some of the shorter clips from the dry bar special. Watch those. Cause you don't want to watch the whole thing because that might ruin it for you uh, this weekend. I'm not sure how uh, up to date that uh, specials from a few years ago. I'm sure there's tons of new material in his act, but um yeah, watch a little bit of that. He's as smooth and uh, and and just an interesting uh, performer, about as good as it gets for my money. Meher Mata, that's what we're talking about. So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to comedycastle.com, get your tickets. There's three shows to choose from: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Again, we got Ann Duke, Dan Britton opening the shows. Those. Guys uh, and girls, they do a really great job as well. So a really, really fun weekend we got coming up for you. And don't forget about comedy classes at the Comedy Castle. I should plug those before we go. Uh, Comedy 101 with Bill Burchard, open to anyone. Uh, Those classes are always starting. Uh, You can call the Comedy Castle at 248-542-9900 and inquire about that. And if you are a comic or you've done the beginner comedy class with Bill Bouchard, please sign up for the advanced comedy class with me, Joel Fragamani. That'll be happening next July 15th. That's right. July 15th. It's a ways away. You got some time to get some summer in and then come spend your Saturdays with me at the advanced comedy class. So anyway, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Mark Ridley. It was great to see Mark uh, last week. Uh, I got to run into him for the first time in a little bit. And all of you for listening. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.